Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast, brought to you by Dodge. As you know, Dodge was ranked number one for initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by J.D. Power. It's the first U.S. brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So this episode is going to be fun. We're going to talk about some updates on our vehicles, a little issue I'm having building uh, the engine, just a small little issue, building the engine for the Lightning. But uh, we're also going to talk about Audi RS Q8, Lordstown S, uh, uh, pickup truck, and more. Uh, but before we uh, get things rolling, let me tell you about Meguiar's. You know, over the last few years, Meguiar's has launched the next generation of protective products, specifically toward DIYers like us. They have their new hybrid ceramic line of products. The hybrid ceramic spray wax, this is the one that's in the bright blue bottle. It's got their advanced SiO2 hybrid technology that delivers ceramic wax protection and durability beyond traditional wax. They also have their hybrid ceramic liquid wax. This is the long-lasting ceramic protection and easy-to-use liquid wax. Uh, one of our favorites here, of course, is the hybrid ceramic spray detailer. This is for, you know, boosting that shine in between uh, uh, doing the wax. It removes dust, fingerprints, bird droppings. It's a, it's a great easy way to uh, to shine up the car and add a little added layer of protection. And their newest product is the hybrid ceramic wash and wax. This is the unique two liquid system together in one bucket. It washes, cleans it all up, and gives you that layer of protection. So Meguiar's has a hybrid ceramic solution for everyone. It's ceramic made easy. It's Meguiar's. <laughs> Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator. DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg. How are you? Doing the Zoom dance. You can't see my lower part of my body moving. <laughs> yeah, so. but your, your head's balling head's around to the, to, the song, <laughs> to the song. Oh, my God. Uh, we got By a good way, show. I'm yeah. tired of this Zoom stuff, man. Not with you, but like this the, Zoom stuff has got to end here soon. I'm having like three or four on it. A day, it seems like, man, they're getting old. I can't wait to see people in person again. Yeah, I'm with you on that, um, uh, for sure. You know, and speaking of that, of course, we've got our event coming up. Just a little plug, now that you brought it up, sort of. Boom. <laughs> is uh, Barrett-Jackson, Las Vegas. We're going to be out there at Barrett-Jackson. Uh, Bill's got his uh, motorcycle going up for sale. It's on the Barrett-Jackson website yet. We don't have um, a lot number um, issued to it yet. So yeah. uh, when I get it, I'm trying to find out. I've got a meeting in the next couple of days with the Barrett-Jackson people trying to find out uh, when it's going to go up on the block. And I'm also trying to get a a site map of the new convention center because it's the first time they've done an event there. I don't know where I'm going. You don't know where you're going. <laughs> Most people don't know where they're going. It's the first no. time. So, you know, like Scottsdale, we've done a bunch of times. Um it's easy to sort of navigate your way. You can always just say to people, go, oh, it's over by the GM booth. Or it's over by the Ford booth. Or go outside and turn left at Superformance. And There's going to be know. some guy right when we get to the airport with a starting gun. And he's going <laughs> to shoot it. And everybody's going to fend for themselves because it's like, hey, the, it's like herding cats. I mean, everything's looking like it's starting to open again. And yeah. so 
we're going to have to reinvent the wheel and learn and relearn our reteach ourselves how to do the normal things that we used to do. All right. And, and it's, I, I've done a few things recently as traveled a little bit and some places are kind of open. Some aren't. And I, I don't know, like, do I shake somebody's hand now and I'm not shaking them? Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. And, and I guess people are getting okay with it. I it really depends on where you are in the country and, 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 and then uh, the mask, you know, yeah. do you wear it inside of here? Do you, I, it's just, you know, it's just, a, I, I can't wait for it to get back to normal. It seems as if it is, Hey, the WWE's even advertising, you know, uh, uh, live audiences at the end of July. It looks like, um, it looks like 30 of the 32 NFL teams have opened to full capacity for the upcoming season. So, I mean, it's, it's looking pretty damn good. The Canelo fight had 70,000 people at the AT&T stadium. So, I mean, okay. dude, we're coming back. Well, good. So maybe, uh, maybe this is a good opportunity to, um, to come out and, uh, and say hello to us and check out the auction and, uh, hang out in Vegas a little bit, have a little fun. Of course, uh, uh, give a try to our new drink, Bravago, the hard seltzer we're going to have debuting there. And, uh, Oh man, it's going. I, I talked to the company this morning on the way in. They, they're running the cans. They're printing the cans right now. And then those get shipped to our facility where they fill them and then ship them off to, uh, to Vegas. And, uh, given the time frame and how quickly the Vegas event is coming up, you will have the freshest product out there because it's, exactly. it's literally yeah, just it's going to be sitting in the can for months. Tell you that. It's, it's going directly. It, it's not. It's not even like passing go and collecting two hundred dollars on the way. It's going directly to the convention center and uh, and being loaded up. So um, huge thanks to everyone that started uh, uh, paying attention to that. Started following up, uh, following us on uh, social media at Drink Bravago and signing up at drinkbravago.com. Just you know, just for updates and give you uh, an idea of as it's rolling out where it's going to be sold and and whatnot. But come out to the event. Check out the bike. Cool cars going up there, man. Four GT, new four GTs of Shelby's up there. Handful of supercars, and uh, uh, I think the uh, Fast and Furious, McLaren, car, yeah, Paul Fast and Furious, car. Paul Walker, uh, Fast and Furious one, first one. The uh, the the Toyota Supra is going up there. Uh, McLaren P one I saw on the docket as well. So some pretty cool stuff heading out to Bear Jackson, brand new venue. Uh, it should be it should be fun um, event. So I may be flying out in, the, in a week or so, maybe uh, doing some content with that bike. Don't don't. Uh, don't we won't tell anybody. Don't worry. That, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the bike the bike looks good. I posted a few pictures. You posted a few pictures. The photos came out good. It's a cool Jesse James bike, and you know I know you've got a lot of stuff going on in the garage to build, so you got to clear up some room. For now, until all that stuff is done, eh, that's that's what happens. Um, let me tell you guys about our friends at uh, a TS Booster. Say goodbye to that dead, laggy throttle pedal feeling and enjoy quicker response and acceleration with BD powered. TS Booster. The TS Booster amplifies the signal between the throttle pedal and the ECM for quicker reaction time, forcing your performance curve to occur sooner. It it has all factory connections. It means it's got a painless installation. You just uh, uh, you just plug it right into your OBD2 port, and it gives you six acceleration levels and a security mode, which is pretty good. 
There's no need to program it as well. The TS Booster is sophisticated AI. It does all the work for you. It learns the appropriate settings for your particular application and based off of your throttle inputs. So check out tsbooster.com. Enter the code CARCAST for $50 off your purchase. tsbooster.com, code CARCAST for 50 bucks off. Uh, let's touch on uh, some news. Um, I've been driving some cars, some updates on our projects, some news in the automotive world. There's a hand thing, handful of things to go over. but SEMA. Uh, uh, SEMA, yeah. Um, Anything? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm – yes – uh, they're still moving forward with everything. I'm trying to get a – that's actually a good reminder. I'm getting it on the schedule that uh, I think we're going to talk with uh, with one of our friends from SEMA, maybe Mike from SEMA Garage. I just want to get an update on, on his thoughts on what's going to be happening at SEMA and – the expansion of SEMA Garage. We have here one in in California, and then he's been busy opening the new facility in Detroit, I believe. So uh, interesting there. Um, as far as I know, still moving forward. You know, like I said, uh, uh, their PR director on the phone. I, I bet that's one of the hardest gets right now for an interview in the country. Well, uh, they. Um, you know, they they came to us and said, you know, would you like to speak to somebody? And I said, yes. Let me let me work on the schedule for you and uh, uh, kind of see where we can go uh, go from there. So far, so good. Listen, I I, I really think one of the big decision makers um, is going to be the Barrett Jackson auction that's coming up. It's a huge car event. It's happening, yeah. you know, mid July. Uh, Vegas is supposed to be fully open by then. I, I don't know what fully open means. I, I I think it's a capacity thing, not a mask or no mask thing, right? Yeah, so, and I think it's I, I still think it's going to change in the next two weeks. Yeah, it, it will. It's going to change. You're right. In the next, I don't know, however many weeks we have, um, three weeks or so before the event, it's it's going to change. As it's changing out here as well, and we're kind of the last to, to do that out in California, but I'm told – when do we open up out here, Chris? June fifteenth? Yeah. Mid June? Does that mean like that, full capacity at restaurants but at still Dodger masks? Stadium full capacity? At Dodger like, Stadium, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be full capacity but with masks. With, with masks. Right. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how uh we'll see There's gonna be no goes. fights in the stands of the Dodgers games about masks, <laughs> I guarantee you. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, out here for sure, unfortunately, there's gonna be you know, it's going to go both sides. There's going to be some mask shaming and then some anti-masks or some shaming on that side. It's just like, ah, eh, let's just let's just move forward and focus on other things like, you know, work and family and business. And anything, just, you know, anything, right? School, <laughs> <laughs> right? Just like all the all the things. I love that students are just going back to school in time for summer to hit and then they're back off again <laughs> gage gets out today it's his last day of school really already yeah. man yeah. it just seemed like they what did you do, like four weeks of school <laughs> they get like four weeks off and then they gotta start again it's amazing uh, it's a it's a it's a mess but hopefully we can get everything back in order um anyway that being said uh let's hit a few updates on projects first of all um, what's going on with the uh, with the red eye with the charger red eye? Um, uh, that was over at at Mario's place at Gearhead Fabrications, and 
uh, I'm sorry, the Challenger Red Eye, and then the Charger, which in testing, almost final testing, uh, broke broke the motor through a rod. Thank God I rod. didn't get that plane ticket to go down to Orlando <laughs> Raceway, let's yeah. just say, on the, at the last minute. But so yeah, start with know. the Charger. What happened to the engine? Do we know? Well, we don't know specifically. Well, excuse me. We, we've been a rod, right? And, yeah. and and we do know specifically, but we don't know the cause. But um, I, I will refer to Yoda, a la Mario, and uh, when he starts getting ants in his pants and, and, and to where he doesn't know where to, where to turn, then, and then, then I'll, I'll start freaking out. But he seems to be fine with what's going on. He replaced the rod, did a couple more alterations while the motor's out, while the motor's apart, and then reinforce it. Um, and then we'll see, man. Hopefully within a week I'll be back down and, and be test driving it again. But Let's let's move on to the to the uh, red eye because I have a little bit more information and more positive information about that. You know. Yeah. All right. Um, What's going on with the red eye? Yeah, it got loaded up with the neighbor's TRX yesterday, headed this way. We, uh, you know, forded the blower and you know did uh, uh, many alterations, so it's pushing I think nine fifty one to the tires. So it'll be equivalent to the to the. Uh, carbon fiber, the the six speed challenger we got right now. So, okay. So only this problem is, is traction, and this is one of the Goldberg's Garage packages that you guys are developing. This isn't an aftermarket supercharger. This is just a a package for for guys with the existing Hellcat engines that you guys have on there. So, yes, and, sir. Uh, about nine nine fifty horsepower. It's man, it's a it's a big number. <laughs> it's a big number, but, but you know, and and again, I, the only thing I'm chasing is traction. I mean, you can yeah. continue to put as much horsepower as you want. I mean, you don't need to go over the, the allotted, you know, stock Hellcat horsepower and that thing to shred the tires. But you know, it, the, the, it's a heavy unit. Uh, it's got a lot of horsepower, and I'm going to put some meat to the ground. So the Nitto uh, drag radials will do as good a job as we can ask for a normal kind of tire to do but i'm just gonna fry it but that's the point of the whole thing right yeah it's, it's something else came up recently i don't know if you've seen this so i got some friends over at g-force engineering you must have heard of them at some point they make half shafts drive shafts uh yep. really big beefy pieces um, I've been working with them for a long time, just the nicest guys uh, out there. And uh, I've worked with them over the years as well. Like, uh, the, you know, the Mustang Cobra that has the drive shaft in it and um, the other car that – the other Mustang Cobra that I haven't done much on, but it was at SEMA years ago. We just had it, just the unibody with the drivetrain yeah, and yeah. the seats. Uh, that has a 2003 Cobra independent rear suspension in it, and it's got – we were showing off their – they're beefed up half shafts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I was just – I saw something from them get posted recently. They've been addressing the Dodge Challenger and not just on the half shafts, but they have a whole uh, complete cradle, like a nine-inch a nine uh, independent rear conversion. Like this is an expensive kit. This is like a $10,000 kit. But it's a complete – Rear end assembly, upgraded half shafts. It's got the uh, the cradle assembly, so it's got you know all the mounting. Um, it's it's a complete rear differential on the whole thing. And this was 
This was basically those are the guys. Those are the guys that that are also building the Bilstein uh, Challenger, right? Uh, the, that's, that's a good what, question. What's the guy's I, don't, name? I don't. I don't. That's a good question. I don't know if they're doing that. Partially, pars, uh, uh the head. Uh, the Hendricks guys also. A couple of the Hendricks guys branched off and went to work for. This could be. I think this was one of. I forgot where the guy, what his previous company, but I've been working with him in the automotive aftermarket for years. Before I've he seen, went I've seen the unit you're talking about. It's been out for for about a month, two months. Yeah, they, like they're that. just starting to promote it. You know, it's yeah. It's got a fabricated nine-inch housing. It bolts to the stock differential mounting points, but it's got a, it's a whole it's a whole built unit. Um, I was considering on getting one of those for the charge. The, the know, whole unit. They're yeah. they're a bulletproof system with their biggest axles, thirty-one fly, uh, thirty-one spline uh, inner uh, inner stubs, four-inch aluminum drive shafts, uh, uh, aluminum drive shaft. They're they're heavy-duty. Uh, uh, half shafts, um, and I think what they did is is they actually redid the geometry a little bit better, so to put less stress on everything. And and uh, I guess some of the big horsepower cars are having issues. Mario uh, at one 100%. point as well. Uh, yeah. So it, it, the it, rear end, you know, mainly. The, the first step was to throw a bigger half shaft in there to handle the power, but this is the next step. When you're getting into massive horsepower, uh, this is a whole bolt-in unit that that changes everything. The geometry uh, put, ends up putting a nine-inch beefy rear in there. Yeah, so and it just, makes sure everything's yeah. up to snuff and matches, you know, the requirements that, that you're asking. It. Yeah, it's a it's a pricey little uh, operation back there. It's yeah, you know, it's like nine grand or ten grand. Uh, for this, Wesley Motorsports are the guys that I was talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, that's right. They might be working with them. So, um, the G Force guys, when when like the Copo Camaros came out and the Cobra Jet uh, uh, Mustang came out, the drag race cars, these guys did all the these guys did the the drivetrain or you know whatever they did the. Uh, uh, the drive shaft and the half shafts and all that stuff for those cars from the factory. They just did, you know, whatever, however many Copos, 50 of those, 75 of those, whatever they made, the drag race cars and the yes. Cobra Jets. They did they did all of that stuff with these guys. They were very big into drag racing. So this is a, it's a nice little upgrade. I just noticed it the other day, and I was thinking about you because I remember Mario saying that the first time they went testing, I think with the Charger, <laughs> Uh, they they had issues with uh, with the rear and they had to beef that up. I mean, obviously you're running 1500 horsepower, so something's going to break eventually, right? Yeah, why not replace the entire unit in the back? Well, which is, you know, it's yeah, a smart way to go. Well, you know, like you're saying, there's there's enough guys out there um, that are doing stuff similar to Mario, uh, Gearheads, uh, Hennessy, and they're starting to realize where the limits are. You know, yeah. you know, nine hundred horsepower needs this, twelve hundred needs this, fifteen hundred needs this. You know, and you know where the weak links are. You know, we talked to somebody a while ago about the Jeep Trackhawk and what kind of horsepower they are getting. And our question to him on the air was, where does the drivetrain start to give out? And he was saying that it's actually very beefy, and they put down almost a thousand horsepower all-wheel drive. Uh, and I don't know if they're going much beyond that without having to really start to beef up all of that, but that's a pretty high number 
uh, with the stock components. It turned out the stock components were pretty pretty well built or overbuilt. Uh, but I'd be curious to see if other people are getting the same things. We've seen I've seen a few of those things hit the hit the drag strip. Certainly, some videos and stuff online. Those jeeps hit hard, <laughs> and, and oh they, they you know they launch they run slicks on them too, man. And it's just and that's so brutal on the uh, on the suspension and the chassis components. Uh, you know, the, you say traction is the biggest issue, but the lack of traction is the safety margin. Thank God for the rest yeah. of the car because <laughs> if you hooked up every time, yeah. it would be uh, it would be pretty nuts. Uh, okay, so red eyes on its way home. Um, Mario's got to dig into the motor on the on the charger to kind of see what happened. You know, it just could be a part failure. You know, just some sort of defect or something along the lines of that. Just got to find it. Uh, just got to find Basically. it. Just nothing, just, nothing apparent, right? You know, that's not right. The, not the normal things. I mean, I'm sure he's doing all sorts of data logging and stuff, and he can find out maybe where in the testing or where in the run. Of you know was he drag racing? Where did it go? And you know obviously he's got all the information. How many passes he put on it? Temperature, you know all kinds very, of stuff. It was just, very few. You know um, it was it's kind of a fluke. He heard a little bit of a knocking going on. It could be a faulty part with bending the rod. It could be something with, you know, oil pressure dropped or or who knows what. Right. So hopefully he'll be able to dig into that and and figure it out. Good news coming soon. Yeah. Well, at least you get one car back while he's working on the other one. Uh, That's the way to do it. And uh, but you've got the TRX back because the TRX, like you you said, you were doing something with uh, with Nitto. They've got a new tire coming out. It's not really been shown yet, but they started teasing it on their social media as well. Uh, so that looks good. Now you got that old truck all cleaned up. I don't think you could drive. Well, if you did the photos, then you could get it dirty again. But it was all it's about filthy now. Just yes, get the photos really done. <laughs> just get the photos done. But it looked. Uh, what I learned in Texas was you have to have a truck. Number one and number two, you don't you don't wash your truck. So I had to go out and get it as filthy as possible as just, soon as possible. That's which right. wasn't hard. Right, you could just do that from your gate to the house. One hundred percent. Um, I've been uh, I've been digging into uh, the past few days. I've been digging into the engine on the Ford Lightning. Um, I'm putting some stuff together on that. So as you guys know, I can get to the supercharger bracket and and do it for both the Mustang and and that. Uh, anyway, I kind of ran into a little bit of an interesting issue. Um, this is. Probably a little bit more on the technical side, so I'll try to keep it short. But basically, put the cam in, and then there's a cam retainer plate with two bolts. Uh, instead of the normal retainer plate, I'm using a thrust bearing, right? Um, just it's just a little bit of an upgrade. You don't have to, uh, but I am. But And then the timing chain set that is going on it is a fully adjustable billet timing chain set. And that also has a bearing on it. So imagine the front of the engine. Uh, You see the snout of the cam come out. There's a flat kind of bearing with like needle bearings in it, right? So that goes on the cam. The plate goes on there. And then the timing chain, the sprocket, has that flat needle bearing. And that goes on top of the retainer plate. So now the cam spins free on a bearing in the motor and then the timing chain spins free and they sandwich the the thrust plate 
the retainer plate or the thrust plate, whatever you want to call it, right? It sandwiches that because that's bolted on. And that has like an oil feed through it and it feeds the oil on both sides. Anyway, you have to modify the thrust plate instead of the two bolts. They have to be because now a bearing sits on where the two bolts will be. You need to use a countersink drill bit and get countersink bolts and make sure it's perfectly flush. <laughs> and it's fine. And then I there's there's no there's no version of buying the thrust plate done that way that I've seen. So you have to modify it. And I went and bought uh, the countersink bolts with a you know with a flat like hex head and whatever. But as I drill to get the countersink, and the countersink has to go has to be so wide that it it there's not enough material on the thrust plate, right? Mm-hmm. So it it ended up knocking like it was a little little tiny like sidewall where the bearing fits into right and it ended up knocking a hole into that uh so i got this expensive thrust plate i mean expensive but you know by the by comparison to the non-bearing versions like a 120 dollars version of a plate that could cost nine dollars and uh so i ruined this one and then i i Reached back out to comp cams. I was like, guys, I, I could probably get this to work. It's going to hold the cam. It's going to be fine. But after spending hours trying to get this thing to work, I don't like the way it turned out. So I'm going to scrap it. Uh, so first of all, I need to get another one. Do they have any advice on it? So my thought is for you engine builders out there that have used the the bearing thrust plate and a bearing on the timing gear on the timing chain set on the on the big sprocket. Uh, what have you done for that? So the only thing I can think of is it's not the issue isn't the countersink depth. It's you have to use a very, very wide version to get the head of the screw flush. So my thought is, all right, well, I can just countersink it a little to get the depth, but then I can take the the bolts over or the screws over to the shop over here and have Sean just kind of machine down the diameter about 50%. Then it'll it'll probably solve my issue because it'll leave a lot more material to the sides. Uh, anyway, I ruined one of those, spent hours, <laughs> bought back and forth to, to the to the hardware store getting different counter bit. You know, I didn't have this set, and I just I was getting them one at a time. And you realize it's twenty dollars a bit unless you buy them. I should have just bought the set on Amazon, got five of them for twenty bucks instead of spending twenty dollars on each one of these goddamn. At things. least the first couple until you perfected the technique, and then you. Yeah. Right. Well, it's not fixed yet, and I spent days doing it. But my my thing is, is like I get the task in my head. And I'm like, I just want to finish this by the end of the day, and then you realize it's late at night and it's not going to happen, and you're like, damn it, I ruined the piece. So back to the drawing board with that. Hopefully, we'll get that resolved soon. Um, did not make my day, but now that I have thoughts on how to fix it, it's going to be better than the way I was doing it before. Just. 
just hitting it with the countersink drill bit and putting the screw in there. I just didn't like how much material it was eating away. Uh, so I think I have another solution to to make it work. But anyway, I'll give you an update on that. I'm not going to post photos of the mess I made of that thrust plate because people will be like, don't you dare use that. I know. That's what happened. When I saw it, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is ridiculous. Uh, it'll work out. It'll work out well once it gets done. The other option is if I don't like the way it's it's working, I'm not going to use the billet timing chain with, with the other bearing. I'll use the regular timing chain, double roller, and it has clearance for the bolts. So problem solved. There's another solution there. Uh, you know, we've talked about um, chip shortage. Uh, all these new cars are running into chip shortage and everything's being delayed. Bronco's delayed and so many vehicles are being delayed. Um, well, uh, I am experiencing that as well. Now I got the email this morning, no Ford Mustang Mach one, not anytime soon. It was supposed to be made it was supposed to be built. The build date was last week and we're supposed to get it in a couple of weeks. And now I'm told none of that happened. And, uh, <laughs> at best we're looking at August, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm I'm a little bummed Sorry. about it. I'm bummed about it, but also it's like whatever. I got I got. There's other cars to drive. I, I don't want to. I don't want to whine about it. And be a baby about it. There's there's people out there that need cars way more than than I do, and uh, we're fortunate enough to be able to drive different uh, uh, vehicles over here and press cars and stuff. But anyway, that's a that's that's where we are. I mean, there that's no joke as far as like all these cars that are delayed. This is a big issue, and the more we read into it and uh, what's going on with the chip stuff, this is gonna this is gonna bleed into next year. I it it doesn't mean no new vehicles will be issued. It just means the backlog of vehicles that have been ordered, not just from customers but from dealers, will be twenty twenty two now. Yes, like it's gonna start to. As they start to bring out new vehicles, you know, you know, the specialty vehicles that we all got our eyes on, new Broncos and things like that. And uh, those vehicles, all those orders will have to start to get filled. And instead of being filled this year, it's going to be filled this year and into next year. Uh, So, um, yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a mess. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Luckily. For most of us that like listen to this show and for most of us that are looking for things like a Mach 1 or a Bronco, it's probably not your only vehicle. Uh, so, you know, you can wait a little bit longer, um, you know, but don't be afraid to, you know, if you're trading in your vehicle, you know, for that delayed uh, for that delayed new car, uh, beat up that uh, beat up that dealer on the uh, on the trade in price or whatever, you know, because 100 percent. Uh, you know, they're starting to send emails out going, Hey, we saw that you bought a new, you know, Toyota RAV4 a year and a half ago. We'd love to have that car. We'll give you top dollar. We'll give you, you know, $1,500 over what it's worth because people still need cars or people want to buy cars and there's no inventory. So used car prices are super high. I'm not talking about gooding an RM and bring a trailer. I'm just talking about used car prices on the lots are high because cars are not available. It's what a shit, what a fucking shit show the last year, year and a half. 
just for so many things. Uh, of course, we're just touching on you the car. You mean everything. Yeah. I, I, we're just bitching about the car stuff, but obviously there's a lot more serious things going on out there. Uh, anyway, speaking of delays, uh, Lordstown, Lordstown Motors, they've got, um, they've got their all-electric pickup truck that was supposed to come out uh, this month or next month. Uh, you know, it's new. They ran into that bit of that debacle where somebody called them out on the video of like this thing going down the hill. And then they're like, yeah, it didn't run. They pushed it down the hill and shot epic video of it. Uh, uh, they took a little bit of a hit, you know, PR wise for that. Um, GM took a little bit of a hit because they're a big investor. They're a partner for these guys. But anyway, they're back. They're going. They went public. Um uh, they went public through what's called the SPAC. If you haven't learned about it, the SPAC, you, you'll look into it and see how it's basically just like it's just a like a reverse merger kind of thing, and they able for them to raise money and be traded publicly. So you can look them up and see what they're doing financially. But they're saying our our plan was to be conservative and release about twenty two hundred of these all-electric pickup trucks this year, so the second half of this year, deliver about 2200 And they're saying, eh, we don't have the money to do that. Even if we did, we can't deliver $2,200. <laughs> they are they are looking for other fundraising opportunities, but they think they're going to deliver about half, maybe a little less, maybe about 1,000 trucks. What's interesting about this truck is – this is the one that has the electric motor in each wheel, right? So mm-hmm. e- each wheel is the electric motor. So I, I guess it clears up a lot of what's going on underneath the vehicle. But it does seem to put, in my mind, a lot of weight on on each bit of suspension piece components. It's like the moving pieces – uh, the unsprung weight seems to to ha- you know seems to be high in that. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see. Uh, on paper, you're thinking, good idea. Um, you're you're moving the motors to the wheels. It's compact. Um, it's it, it's true all wheel drive, and you can put as much power as you want to each individual wheel without crazy differentials and things like that. So you can, uh, in that sense, it seems to make sense. And obviously they agree enough to go forward with this, but I am curious to see what's going to be the driving dynamic of it, having that all of that weight going up and down on suspension and whatnot, and also the durability and the longevity of of all those added pieces into that huge vibrating uh, component. It's an interesting concept, and I can't wait to see one, let alone a thousand. Yeah. Um, and, you know, anyway, that being said, uh, they, you know, they they were hitting the ground running with their marketing speak, saying this is going to be the first production, uh, you know, all-electric EV um, and n- – Maybe <laughs> now looking at <laughs> you know looking at the some of the release dates we're seeing for you know Ford Lightning and Rivian and uh, uh, and even I don't know Hummer EV at some point I I don't know these guys by the way 
being the first doesn't really do that much for me. <laughs> you know, like, all right, so you're going to rush to get a thousand of these things out in the next couple of months, but is it is it going to be the better one or is it going to be not? But anyway, I, it's a huge undertaking for these guys to, to launch a vehicle like this. And they're being built here. I like that idea, like being built out in Ohio. So um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how how that goes for them. Uh, let me tell you guys about Dodge and then might as well tell you about Dodge and tell you about uh, some of the tests we've been seeing. Really, really fun stuff on the Jeep, uh, the 392, the V Jeep. Yeah, yeah. things a uh, 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 beast. Uh, you know, Dodge has officially opened orders of the 2021 Durango SRT Hellcat. This is the most powerful SUV ever. Uh, I've driven it. It is a, a blast to drive. And, uh, you know, it's going to be exclusive for 2021. Um, they were going to limit them to 2000, but I believe you can get them still. So, uh, Contact the dealer, see if they have any left for sale. Or if you did put an order, you'll get it. It's 710 horsepower. It's got this new aggressive exterior styling uh, based off of the wide-body charger, I would say. It's got the new uh, interior with the driver-centric cockpit and that new Uconnect version 5, I believe. I like it a lot. It seems a lot faster more reliable. If you did order the Durango SRT Hellcat, you will also receive a full day of pro instruction at the Radford Racing School, which is uh, it's fun. We've been out there as well. And as you guys know, Dodge was ranked number one for initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by J.D. Power. And it's the first U.S. brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So see your local Dodge dealer or visit Dodge.com today to schedule a test drive. All right, so our friends over at uh, at Edmonds, um, Carlos Lago, he's uh, he's great. His videos are fantastic. Uh, I like what he does out there. So he's he, he went out and had a fun little outing with the drink with the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon three ninety two. It uh, it only comes in the four door configuration. It packs the uh, the uh, the six point four liter. V8 underneath the hood, it uh, and it scoots around pretty good. They he was running thirteen three second quarter miles, uh, four and a half second, maybe four seven. You know, depending on what you do the rollout, uh, four and a half second, uh, a zero to sixty times. It sounded fantastic. Uh, he was trying to do a, a four wheel burnout, but with the big tires and stuff on it, it wasn't quite doing it. But it launches pretty hard and it scoots along pretty good. Uh, off-road, it has all of the full capabilities you expect from this. Um, it comes basically standard with like a two-inch, two-and-a-half-inch lift. Um, you know, you know, it's when they put it up on their, their off-road course, the articulation looked phenomenal. Uh, they tested a lot of vehicles, you know, everything from Range Rovers and Defenders and, and all sorts of Jeeps. And the Jeep always seems to perform the best as far as – uh, it's off-road, you know, sort of the articulation, the rock climbing and all that. So in that world, I think you would absolutely love it. And he's saying that as well. He goes, you know, it's got all the capability of a Jeep with just the which is the grin ear-to-ear smile you'd get of that V8. 
uh, and it's a beast of a vehicle. They had to make some changes. It actually was tough to fit it in there. Um, it's not inexpensive. It's about seventy five grand, but it kind of makes you wonder if you bought a Jeep and tried to do an aftermarket swap, like a like we've seen at at, at SEMA in years past. Could you get it all done for seventy five grand? I don't think you could. I mean, you'd be into a brand new Jeep for probably forty fifty grand. You know, depending on how nice it is, what options you have, and then. I don't know an engine swap and and beefed up drivetrain and lift and yeah I just kind of feel like it's expensive but if you're gonna do it and you really want it anyway just buy the one with the factory warranty you know that's already been kind of tested and and it's got bugs worked out. That being said. <laughs> Carlos was having fun with it. He's like, does it turn? No. <laughs> does it stop? No. <laughs> it does not do any of those things. Uh, it's a big beast of a vehicle, and especially with the off-road tires, if you're expecting this thing to 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 really be the corner carver you know, of, of the it's Malibu Jeep, Canyon. Man. It's, Take it's, it for what it is. Yeah, it's, it's none of those things. It, they have to put a speed limiter on it because it just gets to be kind of nose heavy and kind of dangerous at 100 miles an hour. So I literally think the speed limiter is like 105 miles an hour, and you probably shouldn't even do that. Uh, in it, but off road, uh, it just seems like a blast to drive, and it's it makes just all the right sounds. Uh, so I don't know, just kind of one of another one of uh, one of the over the top vehicles from. Stellantis, I guess we can say Stellantis now, uh, the overall parent company. I, I'm kind of a fan. Like, I like the idea of it, but also I say that and I'm like, I know I'm not going to buy one because it's, it's just not what I do. I just don't go, I'm just not the off roading kind of guy. But, uh, but it looked like fun. And although I don't think, you know, although I wouldn't buy it, I would have liked to have gotten one of these just to test out in the dirt and have some fun with. Because uh, oh, yeah. it, it looked like it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, anyway, the other end of the spectrum is Hyundai Ionic Five. This is actually a pretty good-looking EV. It's it, this is their small SUV. It's uh, all electric. It's built on this uh, their new dedicated uh, EV architecture. Um, you know, as we'd expect, it that seems to be these days. There's a range of about 300 miles. There is a single motor rear wheel drive version and a dual motor all wheel drive version. And uh, I believe there's more than one battery, but in the U.S., I think we're just going to get the, the the larger capacity battery. Um, it's a 77.4 kilowatt capacity battery, and it's kind of interesting. It's it this is. Fitting into more of the economical EV solution. So if you're expecting uh, a race car, this is this is not going to fit the bill. So I, I think the single motor version is, I don't know, zero to 60 in seven and a half seconds. But the dual motor version is somewhere in the five and a half range. So that'll definitely feel feel quick. You know, it's about the size of a Honda CRV, uh, maybe Toyota RAV4. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I haven't had a chance to dr- to drive the Volkswagen ID. Four, which is their more economical uh, EV. Um, I think we've got one slated for sometime in June or July uh, at some point when we uh, when we get back from Barrett Jackson. I'll take a look at that. But anyway, this is kind of interesting. People seem to really love the design. Uh, if you're looking for a, a more economical commuter EV, the Hyundai 
Ionic 5 could fit the bill. I believe it's going to start at about 40000 bucks. Um, is it for me? Eh. <laughs> is it for you, Bill? I'm going to say probably probably not, but uh, it's it's for other people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll just stay quiet. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of my thoughts on that. All right, I've got some cars that I've been driving, but I've got to I got to knock out some more ads real quick. We're getting loaded up on these ads, so I'm just going to do these. Uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, our friends at Geico, whether you own your home or you rent your home, we all know that it can be quite a bit of work. But you know what's easy? It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And we know that's a good thing because you already have so much to do around your home already. Just go to Geico.com and get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Also want to shout out to our friends at Empire Covers. Uh, we do appreciate all these guys. We do. They make the, the show possible for us. But um, as you know, nowadays, cars can keep you safe on the road. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, I don't know if you saw the video from St. Louis with the car that flew off like the edge of there's like a winding road on a mountain and there's all houses kind of scattered and missed the turn and lawn darted into the roof of somebody's house and landed oh in like the bedroom next door. And then they interviewed the sheriff or, or the, the, the cops or whatever out there. And they're like, yeah, this isn't the first time this has happened. We've seen this for a few of the houses in the neighborhood. And he points up at the road and he goes, I guess a lot of people just miss that turn. I'm like, okay, maybe we should get some guardrails, some reflectors, or I don't a know, just, I, uh, or, or some speed bumps or some flashing lights or something to catch your attention, even if you've been drinking a little bit, like because <laughs> – Cars are flying off and landing in houses. Like maybe something should be done. But uh, anyway, back to Empire Covers. Uh, uh, I brought it up because they did say that luckily nobody in the house was injured. Injured, And people in the car were okay. They took them a while to get them out because they had to get up on the sleeping. roof. <laughs> they had to get up on the roof and get them out of the car. But uh, anyway, so now that we know that cars are keeping you safer on the road – what about that same protection when you park your car? Uh, that's where Empire Covers comes in. They have high-quality, affordable covers engineered to protect against rain, UV rays, tree sap, pollen, anything that damages the vehicle paint other than another flying car that may land on on top of yours if that's in the area where you live. St. Louis, we're looking at you. Uh, for premium protection, try American Armor Cover. It's proudly made at their Kentucky factory, and they have covers for RVs, boats, motorcycles, and more. And all the covers come with a free multi-year warranty. And we've got a deal for you guys. You get free shipping plus an extra 15% off your entire order if you use promo code CARCAST. So just go to empirecovers.com slash CARCAST. Use the promo code CARCAST. It's empirecovers.com. Protect what you love. Uh, all right. So I've been um, – we talked about uh, doing a, a few weeks of Audis, driving the Audis, and um, f- super fun. I just wanted to say these things that are sending us these batshit crazy uh, uh, Audis. Uh, I drove the RSQ8. The RSQ8 is is their SUV – uh, it's similar platform overall architecture with Porsche Cayenne Turbo and Lamborghini Urus. 
Uh, this one came in with the carbon ceramic brakes and a bunch of carbon fiber at about $138,000. I'm not sure where that puts it with about $100,000 less than the Lamborghini. Uh, I actually think it looks a little better. Um, someone posted on uh, on social media saying the uh, the the RSQ8 is the Lamborghini Urus with the Pontiac Aztec removed from its styling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great explanation. Yeah, so uh, description. It's a it's a pretty good uh, pretty good uh, description. So this is about fifty horsepower less than the Lamborghini. There needs to be some differentiation, but still comes in at excuse me, 591 horsepower. It's the four liter twin turbo uh, V8. Um, it's actually quite comfortable, even with the big, I don't know, 23s or 22 inch tires that are on it. it uh, it's easy to ding a rim. I can tell you that because there's not a lot of tire on that thing, but uh, a lot of, a lot of wheel. The, the brakes are like 16 inch, and the carbon ceramic brakes are over 17 inches, 17.1, and a 10 piston caliper on the front. 10 piston calipers. Uh, surprisingly, with all of that massive brake, the pedal was a little soft. Uh, it didn't feel quite as sporty as it probably could have. The braking performance, the rest of the thing is an animal. Actually, very easy to drive. Uh, in the normal modes, the throttle response isn't jarring. It's actually, it's it's got a little bit of leeway to it. It's actually the exact opposite of what your TS booster will do. It actually, uh, but, <laughs> but of course, uh, there's the RS button right on the steering wheel. So instead of just going to the mode selector and clicking up sport and whatever, there's a one-touch button on the steering wheel. You hit that RS button, and then boom, it just turns into a monster. Uh, and it's got an incredible launch control on it as well. This uh, this big SUV will hit 0 to 16 3.7 seconds. Um, and you hit that RS button, and you're like, this thing hauls the bacon it's uh it was it was fun for sure and of course when you get into uh into something like the high-end audi uh especially in this price range of one hundred forty thousand dollars, hundred thirty eight thousand dollars, um the interior is fantastic all the uh the the stitching um the touch screens were great it had heated and cooled seats massaging seats uh a fantastic sound system it's got everything that you would expect it to do and it actually looks Good. It actually looks good. But let's say you're not an SUV person. <laughs> Fine. Uh, they've wagon. got they've got the wagon. <laughs> they've got the wagon. So I I'm just a few days into driving the wagon. Um, the the interior is not too different uh, from from the RSQ8 as well. They're doing the dual screens on it, and plus the full digital gauge cluster, so you can configure the the screens in there. Uh, it it seems fantastic. Now it's essentially the same engine in this thing. So uh, if you if you like the SUV, but three point seven and fifty three hundred pounds isn't good enough for you, well, you can go to the wagon. It's about five thousand pounds, maybe five thousand fifty pounds, and it drops that three point seven down to about three point one, <laughs> uh, and it still has tons of room in it. It the, the styling is pretty aggressive. So, uh a friend of ours, uh, uh, Justin Osmer, he's been on the show, I believe. Uh, he was, used to be at uh, Forza Motorsport Microsoft. Uh, um, 
you could follow him on on Instagram. His is a he's a big Audi fan, such a nice guy, and his is the dark blue with the black trim. Interesting. The RS Q8 that I just drove, I posted pictures of it. I think he has the same color configuration, but for the uh, for the RS6 Avant for the wagon. But then the one they sent me is this metallic black. I got to look up the actual name of it. Uh, I, they forgot to include the window sticker. They, they didn't send me the Monroni. So, uh, but instead of the black trim, it has the silver trim. Um, I kind of like the silver trim, and the wheel is fantastic. It's just a bright, bright silver wheel. And in this world of of blacked out rims across the board on so many vehicles, I, I like it. it. It works, but this one just really pops. But there's so much metallic in this black paint. It's just it it just looks kind of like a disco ball. Like there's a lot going on in there, and in certain lights, it's crazy. And and, and when the light you know, when the sun goes down, it does look much more black uh, with some, you know, moonlight reflection. It's interesting. So I'll get some pictures for you guys of that as well. I don't really have an answer on which one I like better. Wow. Uh, they they have a similar feel. You'd expect the wagon with such a lower center of gravity to be able to handle that much better. But – the RSQ8 SUV set like a Nurburgring lap record. It was like 742. It's like the fastest SUV around the ring. And there is still something about the, I don't know, convenience, margin of safety. I don't know. What do you ever you want to call it? Of the added ride height, right? A little bit better visibility, but also just as you're driving at speed bumps and and parking and you just worry a little less about dinging that really nice expensive you know front end of of the wagon uh uh, so it's sort of the appeal of the suv and if you'd be able to get the suv with all of the performance of of the wagon but you know if you're into the sedan and you want the space, the wagon is a home run. The thing is, is it actually is kind of badass. I'm not even really like a wagon fan, but it's a, it is kind of of kind of badass. I don't want to get down. I'm not side. either, but I'm a fan of that one. It is, Absolutely. it is pretty, it is pretty cool. And I don't know what the competitors are. I think AMG has a wagon. Um, I don't think we have a, a CTSV wagon anymore, but that was kind of cool when it came out, especially with the six speed. A friend had one. I got, I got an opportunity to drive it. Uh, it was, it was, it was fun. It was super fun. And you know, we talk about Durango, the SRT Hellcat, and the and the Jeep, the Trailhawk, going or the Trackhawk, saying, "Hey, if you want to modify the vehicle, those are the ones to get." But truth be told, um, there are tunes and things available uh, for the Audi. And I heard that there's a there's a tune or like a I don't know a stage one or stage two pack that's not that bad. Maybe it's an intercooler or a tune. It adds almost a hundred horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> that'll work yeah so now you're really kind of knocking on the door of 700 horsepower of this thing and it's already you know Jesus. mid to low three zero to 60 on it but uh anyway okay so we're running out of time uh let's go ahead and just wrap things up i think we finally nailed all of the ads uh, i appreciate it excited to see the uh the red eye back post some pictures of that if you get a chance uh uh 
get a video or something because I want to see if it sounds different with the upgraded package. You know, are you hearing more of the supercharger whine? And obviously, you already did the exhaust and stuff on it. So, curious to know if uh, if that added power adds some volume to the because <laughs> I've seen you grin in there going, yeah, I, I can almost it. guarantee you, yes. Yeah, but now you can go out and go, hey. I got to do this for the show. I've got to. I, I, I got to get. I got to get some noise going. This is. I'm working here. Leave me alone. I'm working. <laughs> exactly. Reap the benefits of, of Matt's job. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Again, thanks. Uh, uh, we appreciate for all the follows and interest on Drink Bravago. Check out drinkbravago.com and uh, follow us on social media. Where uh, Carcast Show is the website. I'm uh, at Motorator on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter. Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage. Goldberg's with an S, Garage on Instagram. You'll see some cool stuff that we're posting. So thanks, guys. Until next week, keep the air in the spare and bag in the week. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. Carcast Show.